Welcome to the Braxton Wheeler Show, recorded live throughout the week, bringing you all the up-to-date sports news and all the hot topics you need to hear. On this show, I don't sugarcoat stories, I tell them how they are and how they should be consumed. Find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26, and message me your thoughts or send me a voicemail at 540-597-8236 and I'll be sure to put it on the show. whatever you may be doing across this great country. Welcome to the show. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. I hope you are all having a fantastic week. Today's date is Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. Like I said on the intro, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you may be listening from. Guys, I'm excited for this show. I say that every time, but I really mean that this time. Uh, Didn't make a show last week. I apologize for that. Once again, I'm busy. Um, Always, always up to something. But Anyway, what am I going to be talking about on today's podcast? Well, as always, I'm going to give you a little bit of my, um, I don't like to say world advice, but just uh, what exactly I am perceiving the direction that our society is going in today, whether that mostly pertaining to the coronavirus and how that also ties into sports as we view it on a daily basis and how we should view it going forward. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about college football. If you notice in the intro, uh, on the intro, I said kind of broadly, I switched the intro just from MLB to now um, br- sports broadly, uh, because I do talk about other sports right now. And it's it's one of those things that I, I kind of want to open up my uh, perspectives to other sports and talk about them, because I really do listen to a lot of shows and study those sports as well, especially when there's nothing being played. Um, but anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about college football and why I don't think and I don't want to be this guy, but I just don't see it happening. Not that I don't. I think they. I think they should. But why I don't see that being a real possibility. Um, why sports coming back right now doesn't really look necessarily too good. Uh, and there's there's a lot of stuff. A little bit about MLB players opting out, the rules that are going to happen. Uh, just just a little bit like uh, a little bit of everything today on the show. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, first things first, guys. I do not think I have given you an update on exactly what's going on in my life in probably a month and a half to two months, roughly. Um, Not that you necessarily care that much, but I have had a few people reach out. Hey, Braxton, what's going on ever since you unfortunately lost your position um, with the Oakland A's? And what I say to that is, and I don't think the people who interviewed me for this position would mind whatsoever, or I guess per se my boss. But I had an interview, I'd say, four to five weeks ago, roughly, so about a month's time, um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, same type of position that I was going to do in Oakland. A lot of team promotion, um, you know, game day, you know, setting up, make sure everything's in place, ready, whether that's a national anthem on the field, flag bears on the field, certain things like that. Um, obviously, I don't know exactly what that would entail. 
with the coronavirus, there's many, many uh, different circumstances that we have never seen in very unprecedented times. And I don't necessarily know exactly what that position would entail top to bottom. But what I can tell you is I did have an interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars and that interview went very well. And they did send me uh, an email in which I got the position that it said potential. And that potential obviously means they can't send a official offer not knowing exactly the status of where the NFL is at right now. And so with that being said, uh, you understand where I'm coming from. There's nobody on the planet really that wants football back more than me. And obviously baseball is my passion and studying MLB is where I, where I want to be. But, um, you know, when one door closes, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be another door available. And that's kind of where I went. Uh, I was definitely upset for a little bit of time when I lost the job with Oakland, but you know, I uh, just tried to try to keep doing what I could put in applications and here we are, but keep like, like I said, keep that in mind that when I talk about NFL and you might seem a little, it might seem a little, um, I don't want to say depressing, but I, when I talk about college football and NFL, not really being a possibility to a certain degree, I mean, you understand that I really want this back. So, uh, cause obviously some part of my job relies on that. Uh, and keep in mind, this is a seasonal position. Um, so I'm not guaranteed any full-time position after the season would be over, but obviously it's all about getting your foot in the door and starting somewhere. So where do I want to go from that? Um, a little bit of the news around the world. Uh, you know, I don't like to get political on here by any, any means, but look guys, this is, and I think all of my listeners can agree on this and you kind of know where I'm coming from, but this is the most bizarre time of my entire life. And I'm, I just turned 23 uh, a few weeks ago. And if I say that, and I hear people in their 60s and 70s saying this is the most crazy time that they've been alive, and to me that's that's really mind blowing because uh, you, it's kind of cliche, but you always hear we're living, we are living in, you know, a, t- a future textbook chapter, and it's kind of funny because it's really, really true uh, from every aspect of 2020, and it almost seems like, unfortunately, ever since Kobe Bryant died, getting off topic here, but that's like everything went downhill. But anyway. Uh, the United States, in my mind, and the way I look at it, is like a high-powering machine that that never has stopped running in my lifetime, and never has stopped running in you know my parents' lifetime or my grandparents' lifetime. We, it's such a confusing time for everyone, and it's such a bipartisan. It shouldn't be a bipartisan issue, but the way our country is now, it, it's almost like a bipartisan issue. Do we open up? Do we shut back down? Um, do we open up too too fast? Are we, you know, waiting too long? You saw California kind of roll back some of their plans yesterday. And the answer I have to that is I don't know. I don't know the answers to everything. I certainly have my opinions. And if you can ask me about that personally, but it's like the United States, a high power machine that's never stopped. And I think that's why we see certain things open up because I think it's safe to say that all of us in March, every single person listening to the show can agree and I was coming, I was right in the Bay Area during that time. And everybody was kind of on the same terms. Hey, let's, let's go, let's go home for a little bit of time. Let's all quarantine. Uh, we can probably sustain this for a few months. And I think that's what we had in mind. And we, it's crazy because during March, we looked at this like, you know, maybe May things will be fine and June will be fine. But here we are in middle of the July. And it seems like we're taking another step back because of how high the cases are going, but also it's weird because the cases are really high, but the death rate is essentially below 1%. And in in different states, of course, that varies, but it's just, it's insane because it affects, and how am I going to tie this in with sports is you, anybody that says that, 
you don't want to see politics and sports. I agree with that to a certain extent, but it's our envi- it's the way of life now. Um, this particular situation, everyone has their opinion, and um, it's important to take that with a perspective that they may be coming from. And I'm going to hit on a little bit in this show why I think anyone that has outrage over a player opting out for the season is completely out of their mind because in, if they have health conditions or they have uh, – you know, such as Buster Posey, I think they believe they adopted two young girls and they had underlying issues, certain things like that, and they were at a high risk. If you have a problem with that, then you just need to log off of social media. You need to log off of everything that you have and just not don't say anything because that's just not right. But what's, ha- what's happened here is, and I think and this is my last point before I jump into the deep sports aspect, <coughs> excuse me, is journalism and anybody that studies journalism and I was a communications media major and you know, we're not necessarily journalists by any means, but uh, you definitely learn a lot about journalism and you also, there's a lot of journalism in communications, of course, and almost everyone is a journalist in this day and age of social media because they're trying to push as much news and propaganda as they can out immediately. And they react on emotion, uh, whether that's good or not, but journalism is supposed to be the job of, you know, following the truth wherever it goes. You know, that's what journalism is. You, 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 you search for the truth and you push the truth out. But it's almost like it's all, and it's supposed to be emotions aside. You search for the truth and you push the news across. And now it's, so mo- it's almost like it's emotion driven to the point where we don't, they don't even look for the truth as much. It's about, put, you know, think about this. If you, if you want to educate your, if you want to speak on any subject, and I think this is some of the downfall in our society today. <clears throat> and I, I do this as well. But if you really want to make a change, make a difference, have a powerful talk or speech to someone, I think it's important to educate yourself on whatever you're gonna, whatever you're gonna say, whatever you're gonna write, whatever you're gonna produce, whatever opinion you may have. If you're gonna push out that opinion, you need to educate yourself because if you don't, all we're doing is you know, trying to prove a point that we don't know any information on. And that's a lot what we see nowadays because everything is social media driven and it's about who can push out what first and who can get the most clicks on this. And it all turns into money essentially. And that's a big problem because everyone's pushing out these different thoughts, whether they're true or not, people are building, um, you know, people are building headlines on this stuff. And it's, it's just an entirely crazy situation. And I bring that back to the original point on just nobody knows what to do. And I, mean, I don't know, my platform is really not that big. But what I say is, you know, educate yourself, look at statistics, then make a judgment on however you feel about that. And I think that's really the best way we're going to be able to improve as a society and a generation. Um, anyway, I'm going to take an ad break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about why, unfortunately, I think college football is in a really, really uh, yeah, bad situation. This is Braxton Wheeler, and this is the Braxton Wheeler Show. All right. Welcome back to the Braxton Wheeler Show. I am Braxton Wheeler. Uh, every time I listen to that sponsored segment, uh, I always am like, you know, I need to re- re-record that. It's so dull, man. I-, I can't stand dull, you know, segments or anything like that, voice and tone wise. But I'll, nothing against this app Anchor that I use to push out this podcast. I absolutely love it, and I recommend it to anyone. But for them to accept the ad, it's almost like you have to talk really, really um, dull for them to push through the sponsored segment. But Hey, before I jump into college football, remain positive, guys. You know, uh, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Remain positive. Be happy each and every day. There's truly something to be blessed for. Uh, and just uh, just keep working. Put your head down. Keep working, whatever that may be. Okay, so look, college football 
we are we're we're essentially a little over a month away from what is today's date? Like I said, the 14th, something like that. Yeah, we're not far. We're a little over a month away from, you know, some serious college and NFL football happening. And the first thing I want to say about this is, like I said before, there's no one that wants football back more than me, uh, simply because it could have a job on the line and certain aspects like that. And the Jacksonville Jaguars did announce they were the first team to announce they're going to have 25% capacity. So in my favor, that's a really, really big deal and, and good news. So hopefully it will come through. But hey, are we gonna get are we gonna get the football back, guys? Are we gonna get it? And everyone has different opinions on this. I will listen to Fox Sports Radio or ESPN Radio, anything like that, for eight to nine hours a day sometimes. And there will be so many different opinions. So here's mine. Um, the first thing you got to look at is how are these guys gonna be protected? Um, the first flaw that comes to my mind immediately, and this didn't actually hit me the first time I thought about it until a couple days ago. When you are playing, obviously, when people say soccer is not a contact sport and baseball is not a contact sport, there's so much more contact that goes on, whether it's softball, lacrosse. I mean, there's so many sports that have con- indirect contact they won't even see. But obviously, football and basketball is their, is their own beast uh, when it comes to contact. But think about the NBA, right? Now, let's, I'm, I'm going to tie this back to football. But the NBA is in a bubble. Everyone's taking this approach so much differently. That's how we know nobody has the answers. Um, the NBA is in a bubble and the idea seems really, really smart. It's going to go really well, or it's going to completely blow up. If one guy breaks that bubble or, you know, they try to invite someone in, like we just seen somebody in the NBA invited some girl, I think from LA or Miami, something like that to the Orlando bubble, whether he was joking or not, uh, people were blowing up about it. But if one person in that bubble makes a mistake and you know how young people are, and I know how I would be. I definitely would. I mean, I'll do my best to abide by the rules, but I'm, I'm going to sit here and say and it would be tough. I mean, uh, and if one person breaks his bubble, the entire bubble outlook is going to look bad. And you see an MLB, they're taking a different approach and they're going home to their families each and every night, which is going to be problematic because their families are going out into public each and every day. And then they come back in public uh, from the field each and every day and they're in the same household. So if one of their family members contracts the virus, it's simple, really. They give it to the, you know, let's say husband going to play baseball. Um, he goes to the facility, the field. He gets tested, right? So when you get tested, these guys aren't getting test results back in the first, you know, 20 minutes to an hour. It's taking 24, some of these 48 hours or even longer to get the results back. They have the coronavirus asymptomatic. They spread it to a whole team. That's the biggest concern I have in, uh, excuse me, in the Major League Baseball. But from the NFL aspect, it's just as bad, if not worse, because there's no way you can contain all these guys in a bubble. And it's a lot of money at stake. So it's like, how are you really going to balance this? Um, and think about this in college football. These professional sports, are, uh, they're money-driven. College football is also money-driven, but it's in a different way. College football doesn't have like a, an essential headquarters like the NFL does, for instance. The NCAA doesn't have any power or jurisdiction over exactly what these teams are going to do. This is a conference-by-conference thing, and that's why you've seen team the Big Ten come out and talk about how they may not – excuse me, they're, they're probably only doing conference games, or they are. ACC is going to follow. It's simple. Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, all these teams are going to follow. That's just the way it's going to happen. But that is it's, – it's crazy to me to think that there's going to be no college football. Statistically, the athletes are in no danger whatsoever. They're not. They're, they're, and it's a fact they're – 
uh, 15 to 20 times more likely to die from the flu and pneumonia, but nobody ever shuts that down. But it's not just about that. It's the fact of bringing all these college kids back on campus. And I know, goodness gracious, I mean, I just graduated in December. I would want to go to college campus no matter what. Uh, that's just, I would want to. It, there's a lot of social interactions that have a lot to do with the brain all the way from kindergarten all the way to college up. I've learned more in the social aspect of school than I truly did probably from school. And um, anyway, I'm not going to get political with that. But uh, back to the original, college football does not have the main headquarters like the NCAA, the NCAA doesn't really have much power. And But, you know, the NCAA is faced with, or excuse me, these individual universities are faced with a decision. If they do not go through with college football, some of these athletic programs could fall through under, you know, overnight. And some of these athletic directors, if this was, an, if I could use explicit terms on this, they said, you know, they're, they're screwed. And they said, and it's because the revenue it brings in. Don't get me wrong, Virginia Tech, these power five FBS, you know, football schools like that, they're going to be fine. They'll find a way to build revenue. But you got to think boosters aren't paying for season tickets and they're not getting the revenue from that. The individual college towns, Blacksburg wouldn't be getting the revenue on game day. Tuscaloosa is, is gets millions of dollars um, on game days. It's such a deep subject that do you really risk an economic collapse, which we're already on the brink of, or do you risk the potential of more people getting sick in the case cases? And talking about bringing football back to the spring is utterly just it doesn't it doesn't make sense in a lot of different ways. Um, there 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 could be up to a hundred plus guys that do not play in the spring because uh, they're they're trying to get ready for the NFL draft. If they think they have a good shot of getting drafted, there's no way they're going to play a spring football season and hop right back around and do the combine. Uh, Trevor Lawrence wouldn't do it. Justin Fields, these guys are definitely not going to play, and it's also gonna it's gonna hurt the brand of it a little bit. Um, but there's some talks about spring football. Yeah, it would be cool. I think it would be kind of cool to see that. But um, also, you're asking these guys to play two seasons in a span of just a few months, and that's from a body standpoint. <coughs> excuse me, i got to take a sip of water. But from a body standpoint, that's really, really tough. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. But the spring doesn't seem like a real possibility to me. And if I were in the shoes of the NCAA, I would honestly do everything in my power to have these guys play college football. And uh, whether you you finish or not, I don't know. I don't know if the NBA is going to finish. I don't know if the MLB is going to finish. I don't know if college football is going to finish. But um, you have to you have to do your best to try and get this stuff going just from a lot of different aspects. These guys want to play football too. And I'm more concerned about the coaches and trainers and elderly people that may be associated with the program each and every day than I am the young, healthy college athletes. And uh, that's nothing, you know, I'm not trying to be – you know, kind of rude per se about that, but it's just about uh, that's statistically what we're seeing. All right. So let's see. Last time I'll say before I go to another break is opinion. So when we see these people opting out of their sports, and this is a good way to transition into the next segment here, we've seen Buster Posey opt out of the MLB. We've seen certain uh, other baseball players opt out. We've seen some MLS guys opt out. I don't pay attention to much major league soccer, but we've seen different people opt out of the upcoming season. Um, Jordan Hicks of the St. Louis Cardinals opted out yesterday. He was our closer. That was about 103, 104. I'm sure you're familiar with him because he has type 1 diabetes. And I would see a few people say really upsetting things to him. It's just like, well, I wish I could opt, you know, opt out and still get paid to this. And it's just like, guys, it's so, it is so heartless to say something like that. He just came off of Tommy John surgery. He has type 1 diabetes. It's just you don't say that to someone. He's the type of person 
that, you know, you know, there's not a vaccine. He doesn't need to take that risk. Perfectly fine. I wish the best for him and all these other people opting out. So um, from that aspect, if anyone's opting out because of health concerns, just give me a break. You know, they got to do what's best for them and their family. And um, they, I know Jordan Hicks would definitely want to play more than anyone. And he, he definitely voices his concerns on that. Um, this is Braxton Wheeler and keep it right here. This is the Braxton Wheeler show. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Braxton Wheeler show. And I am your host Braxton Wheeler. Um, you know, today and kind of during that ad break, I was thinking of some really, op- you know, trying to think of some optimism to give people because like I say, last show and the majority of my shows is I think optimism normally wins. Um, that's the, all you really can be as optimistic as possible, but there's also a sense of reality that you also have to have um, with optimism if it's in your agenda. But so right now on pace, and this is great on pace, we are going to have in the month of August, Major League Baseball back. We're going to have NBA back. Um, some form of college football, hopefully. I think it's still going to be September. But um, NFL football potentially coming back in August. Preseason games. Excuse me. MLS. Uh, I think the, they're still scheduled the Masters to be soon. The PGA Tour is continuing. You have NASCAR. You have um, UFC on the Fight Island, which I think is absolutely crazy. Um I guess you have, you know, WNBA. I, I don't know. I don't know the status of them. I, I obviously am not a big fan. I don't watch much of that. But um, anyway, every sport that you can think of is going to be NHL. What am I talking about? NHL coming back, the Stanley Cup, uh, the playoffs. And it's crazy because we're going to have all these sports at once. And to me, that's mind-blowing. Um, it's almost like a dream scenario, but it's it's just like, is it going to all collapse? Uh, I think these ha- these teams have really good protocols. But like I've said, you know, all the time to my friends, family, and whoever I'm talking to, it's like we're fighting an invisible enemy. Uh, and it's tough when you fight an invisible enemy. You have no clue when everything's going to collapse. And um, I don't know exactly what that takes uh, for everything to collapse, but I guess we'll have to see. But it's, it's really cool. And we're going to have a lot of sports to be watching, a lot of sports. We're going to have to adapt to the new ways. Uh, baseball, you're not supposed to spit anymore or, you know, chew seeds or gum and I mean, come on, give me a break. I understand what they're trying to do. And there's no doubt that these guys in training camps, I've seen multiple photos of guys still having, you know, tobacco in. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's like an unwritten rule that I think people are just going to have to deal with. Um, So let's talk about baseball a little bit. Um, Not really much I want to touch on too, too deep. Uh, We actually have games starting next Thursday. I am ecstatic tonight. The Cardinals are actually streaming their, uh, inner squad game. I think it's at 7:55 my time, so I got about an hour and 30 minutes or so while recording this till they start. Um, excited for that. But what is the biggest rule change that's going to affect the 2020 shortened season in baseball? And anybody that plays baseball, softball is going to probably agree they had they start every extra inning game with a runner on second base. To me, that is a huge, huge change in events in baseball because especially in a 60-game season because every single game matters. If you get swept, um, my math's not completely right, obviously. I know, you know, 60 times 3 is 180. Um, but, you know, if you're – so look at it this way. If you're playing a three-game series with a team and you get swept, on a normal season that's okay. You, could, you, can, um, you can sustain that essentially. But this time, if you get swept in three games, it's like you're essentially losing nine games. It's like you're going 0-9. Um, 
a little bit less than that, but it's crazy. It's crazy to think. So every single game matters. But back to the point of starting a runner on second base, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to shorten the game because of the coronavirus, and maybe the arms won't be as ready as they should be, even with the expanded rosters. But it's going to happen like this every single time. You might as well start with a runner on first and third and one out because every single time it's going to be – Excuse me. It's going to be the first batter is going to bunt. The first guy is going to bunt. It's going to be a running or third. It's going to be one out. They're going to take the out. It would be insane for the team not to walk the guy. So it's going to be first and third, one out, set up double play. That's just the way it's going to work. And if the top of the team, you know, sack fly, whatever, they get the run in, the bottom half is going to do the exact same thing. I mean, I don't know if you guys thought about that, but it's going to be first and third, one out every single game. I promise you, every single game. And and, I, you know, being the home team obviously has an advantage because if that team can't score in the top of it, sacrifice bunt, and then there you go. Um, I think it's going to be cool to watch. It's obviously not a normal season, um, but I guess that's what we're getting. Excuse me, but that's what we're getting. So, um, also, there's a universal DH just for this season, not in 2021 as of yet, but that's also going to play a big effect on the way this works. Um who do I think is going to win each division? And I'm going to say this on July 14th, 2020, knowing what I have in front of me today. This may change uh, next week if I record a podcast, which I'll record more podcasts, I'm sure, when baseball happens at least every single week. Um, okay, I'm going to run through. I'm not going to give you a big reason why, but I've thought deep about who I think is going to win each of these divisions. All right, let's go quick. AL East. Um, I do think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to win the AL East. I think they have the – they definitely have one of the top three rotations in baseball. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to beat the New York Yankees, and they're going to win the AL East. I don't think by much. But I still think the Yankees will get a wild card spot. Uh, sleeper in that division, maybe look out for the Blue Jays, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, who's going to win the AL Central? I think the Minnesota Twins are still going to win that division, though Chicago White Sox are definitely a team to look out for. Uh, they definitely have a lot of potential, but with Michael Kopak backing out of the season, I don't see anything like that happen. I've been waiting to see him pitch ever since he was in Salem in the bigs, but um, he's not playing this season. Uh, American League West, this is tough. I don't know. The Oakland days always start slow every single year. Um, all biases, I can't I can't just sit here today and say the, uh, the, I, that the Astros are going to win the division. I don't know how that's going to play out. We still have to worry about how they're going to get treated after the cheating scandal, but uh, the Angels have amazing power. They don't have enough pitching uh, yet to, to do this. So I'm going to say the Oakland A's are going are gonna to win, but deep inside I think the, the Astros really, really have a better shot. But um, the A's got a fantastic team. They can win the World Series. There's no doubt about that. All right, to the NL. Um, I do think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the NL East. Uh, they, they picked up Yasiel Puig today. I think it's a good acquisition. I didn't think – um, much of that when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, that's the most Braves thing ever!" Just you know, pick up Yasiel Puig, and but I'm, I mean, I'm looking at their lineup. Besides the pitching, this team's really, really got it. And uh, Yasiel Puig last season batted 267. It's off the top of my head, I believe 267. Correct me if I'm wrong. He batted 267, and I think he had around 19 home runs, and his WAR was 1.4. I think so. And I promise that was off the top of my head. I might be wrong. I think I looked at it a few days ago, but. Uh, the Braves got a chance. The Marlins are going to get. They're going to finish last. Um, I think the Nationals obviously have the best rotation in baseball right there with the Cincinnati Reds. Purely on my opinion, uh, my opinion. Um, the Mets. I don't think they're quite there yet. 
and the Phillies, I think they're not quite there yet. National League Central is going to be an amazing division to watch. Um, the the Pirates should finish last, but last season, if it would have been 60 games, I think they were right there around first place. So anything could happen. I do think the Cincinnati Reds are going to win the NL Central. Um, I'm going to talk about them to in, to in this podcast today. They're fantastic. I, I mean, I'm just excited to watch them play. Um, obviously, I like them a little more than I used to by having an internship with the Greenville Reds last summer. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the Cincinnati Reds play. This division could be a toss-up. This division could truly, truly be a toss-up. A 60-game season or a 162-game season. But between Sonny Gray and the road to uh, – Sonny Gray, uh, Luis Castillo, um, Trevor Bauer, uh, not Wade Miley. Who did he go to? I can't remember. Well, it might have been Wade Miley. Um, oh, Trevor, Trevor Bauer. I'm missing a few guys. But uh, they got a really, really solid rotation. Um, and the National League West, I think that – I just can't say the Dodgers aren't going to win it. They're going to win it. But the Diamondbacks are a team I think is going to crack the postseason a wild card spot. I love the Diamondbacks. I love what they've done with their organization from top to bottom. Uh, I think until Marte, if he has a big year, these guys have a real chance to be a sleeper and win the NL West. Um, with that being said, I have absolutely no no clue what could happen. All of those division winners could be completely completely wrong. And I'm here to tell you that not everything is going to go as plan according to plan this season. Um, it's 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 a toss up, and anybody that's played the sport knows the 60 games um, truly isn't is not that many. I mean, it really is not that many games, um, especially when you're going from 162 and uh, there's going to be a wild card team out there, not like an actual wild card playoff team, but there's going to be a wild card team, in my opinion, that's going to make a run. And they're 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 going to win a division. It, it might be the Diamondbacks or the Padres winning the West. It might be um, nobody in the Central would be a shocker besides Pittsburgh. Um, it could be someone like you know the Phillies or the Mets taking over the Braves or Nationals in the in the East. Um, but it, it's going to be a very interesting season to watch. And you know I, I kind of touched on the Reds a little bit there. They have a fantastic team. I look for the Cincinnati Reds to make at least the National League Championship Series, if we even make it there due to COVID. But I think they are definitely going to make it that far. I have a lot of hope in this team. I hope they don't. I hope the Cardinals do that. But I'm just being uh, realistic as possible here. But I'm really excited to watch them play. And um, anyway, I think that's that's all I have here today on the Braxton Wheeler Show. Like I said before, um, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, it really, really means a lot. Um, Continue to stay positive, guys. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good show, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, reach out to me if you want to if you want to be on the show. I'll, I'll put a voicemail in there. We can have a conversation. I'll be sure to throw that on um, the Braxton Wheeler Show. Anyway, today's date is July 14th, 2020. Maybe the next podcast I will have actual baseball to talk and actual sports to talk. Um, anyway, hey, drink iced coffee like I always say, and go listen to Win by Mike Studd. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week.